Good afternoon and welcome to Talk to Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Executive Director of Behavioral Health for Providence here in Oregon. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always consult your healthcare provider to determine appropriateness of the information for your own situation. And if you have any questions regarding medical conditions, treatment plans, or anything else, please consult your provider. Participating in this event with this clinician does not create a physician-clinician, a physician-patient relationship. Joining me today on Talk To Be Well are a parent-student duo, Mrs. Annette Mongelli and Dominic Fungelli, who are engaged at Providence High School community and have been great support to other families. We're really excited today to have you with us because we don't often get parent perspectives really other than mine. I've got three teenagers here at home right now. Uh, but <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and, and what motivates you to be in, in conversations like this on Talk To Be Well today? Do you want to start? There you go. <laughs> uh, I um, uh, I'm, I have two kids. I have my son who's almost 17 and my daughter who's almost 14. And uh, very passionate about their well-being and how they are going to be going out into society. Like my goal as a parent is to put good humans out in the community and help create that and make sure that they're balanced and they get what they need and they learn how to get what they need. So doing these kinds of things for me uh, gives them perspective and the ability to feel open to be able to talk about it when they have struggles or when they have something to celebrate, just be able to be verbal and learn from others because there's no handbook that comes with parenting. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'm a junior at Providence. I'm in the cinema arts focus program there um and i like to participate in these because i'd like just as someone younger be able to put my perspective out there be able to show my experiences and how i i view the world especially during like a time like this well and it's interesting because we all talk about you know the time like this and and we're often reminded to figure out how it is that we find our balance during this difficult time with everything going on uh, in our world. What does it mean to you as, as you know, people in the same family? I'm sure you probably have some similar definitions and some not so similar definitions, but what's it mean to you to find your balance? Well, in these times, finding the balance is making sure that you're doing things and variety and schedule and routine. Like for us, you know, it's so, it, there's so much screen time, right? That they're in, in that world. Their school is in that world. Their yeah. friendships are in that world. There's nothing social about it, right? So finding the balance is getting outside. Like for the first month through this COVID stuff, he was just in school and barely getting outside. It's like, get out and walk the dogs or and do physical activity. Uh, we've done a couple of our own little experiments here at home where we just let them do what they want, where they're, <laughs> on the computer or the video games all day long and then their vegetables at the end of the day. And then there's days where it's like, okay, we're going to go out. We're going to spend this amount of time with what we can do if it's in the backyard or if it's walking the dogs, but finding that balance to give your brain the clarity for the balance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause it's stressful. It can be really yeah. stressful. 
and without having your activities, your sports, your theater, your music, whatever it is that drives you, uh, you feel a little lost. And so being able to sit on that scale and you're really not there, you're kind of teetering one way or the other. So mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of, and from my perspective anyway, the way I tried to do it with the kids was show them ways to find other things to do and remember there's a world out there. It's not just this screen. Dominic, how yeah. are you? How do you find your balance? Oh, I, like she said, we did our own, some of our own little things. Um, I've tried to even it out, like trying to be outside a little more since like for the first three months of this whole quarantine thing, I was on the computer for the whole day doing classes, homework and stuff like that. Cause everything was digital and then trying not to be a vegetable as my mom put it. <laughs> um, but like, I've been trying to get outside, walk the dogs more. Uh, we have a pool. So I've been trying to swim uh, a little bit more and, uh, yeah, just trying to be able to like widen what I've done. Like usually when I get home from school uh, before quarantine, I'd be get home, do homework and go to bed. And then quarantine started, it was just computer for like eight hours a day, sometimes longer, <laughs> which would be terrible. And then once school is out, it, I'd be playing games with friends online sometimes I'd be FaceTiming some friends or I'd be outside playing ping pong with my dad. So like gradually, like everything I've done got bigger, wider, some new opportunities for me popped up during quarantine. So that was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, just kind of spreading my wings a little bit in different areas, I guess you could put it. So, you know, what are some of the biggest concerns that you have, both as a parent and as as a youth, uh, you know, during this time? What are the what are the things that keep you up at night or wake you up in the middle of the night? For me, it's these the the disconnect with the interpersonal relationships, the friends, the being able to be around people, and the isolation. Because mm -hmm. from what I've watched with him, my biggest fear was going into summer when yeah. there was a structure. We've always been a very routine family. So uh, going off of the school where it was, even though we were online, the way that Providence handled it was really actually quite amazing. They had, they were on their regular schedule. They had to be in, check in at a certain time, be in class. You know, they had a schedule, they had a lunchtime. They, they did a good job of trying to create those interpersonal moments, but it's still not the same. You know, there was a day we went out and did a drive-by birthday for a friend, and my daughter says, oh, that was so great to actually see somebody. You know, she didn't realize how much you missed seeing somebody. Um, so what I watched with him was, you know, he, he did a good thing, and he disconnected from uh, social media through the duration of the school year and really focused on, his, on school. And he was able to bring himself back and challenge himself in ways uh, to really figure out what his needs were. And... Uh, work on areas where he might have been struggling a little bit and not having the support from the school and being there, you know, uh, he was able to really figure out how to self-advocate a little bit better for himself and make that happen. So once that all ended though, that structure, and we went into summer, my biggest fear was now what, 
Is he going to sleep all day? Is he going to become even more isolated? Is he going to choose to go back on social media? If he does, what parameters is he going to give for himself? Do we instill rules? It's that unknown when you're used to a common thread. And that was truly my biggest fear because things weren't opened up yet. Now they're open, but they're getting ready to close again. Things are gradually closing. Yeah. So I guess if that answers the question for me, that's what my biggest concerns were. Mine were just kind of, just kind of like losing touch with friends and stuff. I'm not the greatest at like communicating, being like the first one to text. Um, I don't know. I always like, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a Texas person. And then I go to text them and then I forget what I'm doing or I forget what I'm about to say. So that's like some of my like struggles for that. And it's also just like getting out and like actually seeing people because I, I seen maybe my cousins and that's about it. And that was again, like at a social distance, like six feet apart. Um, so just like being able to physically see someone and be able to talk to them face to face, like when is that gonna be able to happen? Like when am I gonna be able to do that again? Like that's like mm -hmm. something I've been, that's I guess keeping me up at night. <laughs> Because you watch the depression happen, it, it does kind of happen, whether they realize it or not. The, the depression, the stress, uh, the introversion, which is really what was happening. He became quite an introvert, which is not something I've ever known my son to be. So that was, it's hard. And then you, what are the opportunities? And then the teachers were really good too. They gave the kids, I know from our perspective anyway, I can't speak for everybody, but he was able to have opportunities. Like he was able, they asked him to do a music video for the choir. So he got to spend extra time and do that and, and use his focus in other places. Like during spring break, he was busy the whole time instead of like, okay, well, we're not going on a trip. We don't have anything planned. What are we going to do? He was busy. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any anxiety? We had a question come in um, mm -hmm. from one of our viewers. Do you have any anxiety about returning to school and what next school year is going to look like? Uh, not really. I mean, I just really want to be able to see all my friends again. And something I was telling my mom, it's like, I never thought I would want to go back to school. <laughs> like when school is out, like after the first two weeks, I'm like, I miss school. I mean, I know I'm, on, I'm at school on the computer, but like, I miss physically being in school because I can't get that. Um, like that's so like that social that aspect. Like you, you miss, you miss all that. Like, uh, our musical Matilda was canceled because of the virus and yeah. like so that was really sad and we didn't get to finish that so we lost so like lo we lost some opportunities like that my choir we weren't able to go to our trip to Nashville so it's like especially stuff like that because when you're performing and stuff like you're singing you're putting germs I guess out so when we are able to go back to school classes like that and the music and stuff like that, if we're going to be able to do that kind of stuff, if we're going to have to wait even longer. So that's like, I guess my anxiety <laughs> about going back to school. The unknown, what's the normal, what's going to be the, the new normal, the new normal. It changes every day. It does. It, it really does. And it, it has impacts like you, you both have talked about in terms of how this has impacted your family. I mean, thinking about you're now in summer, um, what's different about your summer plans now that we're in the middle of COVID? Oh, 
Uh, there really aren't any. I mean, we were we're talking about coming up your way <laughs> to see family because uh, through this we've had you know a family member who lives up there. It's my mother's. It's his uncle, um, and. We, we normally do a trip every year. We have a trip, we go up to the Eastern Sierra and we camp for a week and we do hikes and fishing and biking and all that stuff. And it's something we've done for over a decade. I mean, my husband and I have been going and since we've had the kids, we've been going. Uh, but the conversation that my husband and I have had is that because everything is so much like a Groundhog's Day, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just the same thing yeah. the next day. Oh, maybe get up a little later, maybe get up, a, maybe go for a ride in the car somewhere. Um, is to change up that, make it different. So that's why we were discussing going up there to visit family, do something different, see some scenery. He's going to be a junior, maybe stop and see a college, uh, stop at some landmarks, you know, on the way up. Just make it a different experience because mm -hmm. what we do every year is still going to be there. It's not going to change. And this is the year of change and evolution. So why not try now? So for, for me, that's kind of how it's been changed. Yeah. And last summer, I got to experience kind of like the work work aspect of my life. Like I started having some summer jobs. So but I was excited to start doing that again this year. But then this all happened. So I can't really um, I can't really do any of that. I have um, a job I do year round where I'm a swim instructor um, for kids with needs. I teach them how to swim, how to be able to be in the water. And I got a text from my boss he's like hey we're gonna start soon and then a few weeks later I got another text he's like hey I can't have you come in yet because we can't have that many coaches in but we can't have too many coaches in the water at once um, especially with um, the kids that we teach they're all um, very vulnerable or uh, yeah susceptible susceptible to the virus yeah. so we have to be extra careful with that kind of stuff so my whole world kind of changed because I was ready to, you know, um, be able to work, make a little money this summer. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yeah, that all that all changed once this happened. So that was a little sad. But you know, um, like my mom said, new opportunities opened up. I got to um, ex uh, start some new stuff uh, with film, which is something I'm really I'm really interested in. Something I want to do in my future. So that was like a positive that came out of this whole thing. That is very cool. Um, yeah. How are you keeping connected to your friends? Uh, like, go? Uh, FaceTime, texting like group chats and stuff or like over the Xbox, I'll play with some friends or on my switch. Um, but like I said before, I'm not the best at reaching out, um, which I've gotten a little better at, not too much better. <laughs> Uh, but that's like the main way I've um, connected or like we see them, but at a safe distance, like um, sometimes we'll do like a drive by for a birthday and we'll get out of the car, but we'll all be like six feet apart wearing masks. Mm -hmm. um, but like talking like in person, which is nice. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's like kind of how I've stayed connected. He normally takes a scout trip too. And that's not happening this year. I'm working on, merit badges and stuff. So it, it's just a whole different thing. Yeah. How about you? How are you staying connected as, as a mom, as a parent, as an adult? What do you do to stay connected to your people? I schedule my own little, you know, virtual 
cocktail hour sometimes, but I do, uh, where I'm different, I'm the one in the house who gets out of the house. I go to work every day. I work in the news industry. So I, uh, I'm required to go to work, which is, was a choice. You know, most of our staff is not in the office. Um, but because I know how my house is living and how it's set up for me in my office and I have a, an area I can go in, um, I go to work. So I do get a little bit of socialization with a very small group of people, but I do, I miss my friends. I'm a very, I, when school let out is when it really hit me. I was, somebody asked me this last night, I was on a call and I miss, um, it's gonna sound so hokey, but I miss the sound of kids in my house. We have a big yard with a pool and we always have people here. I've got sleepovers going on and swimming and barbecues. And I just, I'm not gonna cry. I just miss that. I'll be right back. No, that's okay, Dominic. Sit down. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> this is this hey, is Zoom, right? Yeah, this is it. <laughs> welcome to live Zoom. <laughs> you know, I I totally relate to that because this is I'm used to having a house full of of teenagers who come in and out and roam and yeah. leave my pantry and hit right. the hot tub and do all the things that they do, and all of that right now is is different. It's all gone. Um, you know, we have, uh, I've got three teenagers, like I mentioned, two of my mm -hmm. teenagers actually have jobs. Um, one of them works at Starbucks uh, in the local wow. Safeway, and one of them works at Five Guys. And so they've had to go through the whole process the entire way along of, of what does it mean to do this? They were considered essential workers, essentially. Mm -hmm. And how you integrate all of that into the routines of what happens. Uh, when you first walk in the house, there's a bag on the wall and it says bag o masks. So oh. anybody who comes in, it's like, here's your mask. Oh, that's <laughs> you brilliant. Don't have I like take that. That's, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So, but have you found that having this time, we just had a question come in from social. Have you found during this time uh, that this has brought your family closer? And and what have you done? And I'm gonna couple this with a, another piece of the question in here. You are with each other all the time. Um, hmm. What have you done to give each other space and how do you know, where's that balance? That's a good one. Um, yes, I, I would say that we've gotten closer for sure. Um, my husband works in the theater industry and he's been out of work since it started. So uh, he's home all the time. And we went from working opposite hours <laughs> and no common day off to him being home 24 seven for all of us right? They're used to be going out doing their things. And so now it's all four of us and we have a decent sized home, but there's never enough space, right? You just don't have an escape. Um, in the beginning, it was really great. You know, we were doing Monday night game nights. Uh, the kids <clears throat> came up with a schedule. What, the one thing we'd be able to instill is chores in the house. They sat down together and took a calendar and figured out, I said, okay, I'm done like telling you how to do chores. <laughs> I want you to figure it out between the two of you because I won't pay them for chores. They live here. Yeah. They need to do their job. But because uh, when they go to their if own we're place, not paying they're... Rent, we're not. <laughs> um, but, right. you know, so they had to sort it out between themselves. How are they going to rotate it? What are they going to do? It causes bickering with them, but it's it's healthy bickering that they need to figure out how to work it out. Like, OK, I'll do the dishes today if you do this for me instead, you know. Uh, so I kind of put that in their hands. Um, and then we would do our game nights after dinner and we tried different games and uh, we'll do a movie night. But after a while, it gets a little old. You know, we also did a rotation on cooking. I, I got a couple of really healthy cookbooks trying to teach them. So they would 
get like two nights a week where they each cooked and then we would cook um, ourselves. So we just kind of were mixing it up and it, we were in a really good groove. That was all when school was in session. Then when school let yeah. out, everything just went. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they didn't want to do anything. You know, what do you mean you want me to cook? I am like an inch thick of dust. All right. So now we have to, we just recently had this conversation. We're trying a new thing right now where it's like, all right, my husband's out doing side jobs for my parents and stuff like fixing things around the house. Um, and it's no more staying in bed till 10 30 or 11 o'clock. You're going to set your alarm between nine and nine 30. See his face uh, between nine and nine 30. You're going to get up and have a routine. You're going to try this for a week, maybe two. You're going to have breakfast. You're going to get dressed. You're going to do, he is doing a summer class. So he's doing his online class. And then you have time to get on your social or your, uh, video games and that stuff. So uh, it, it has brought us together. It's also caused more conflicts, but they're, I guess, normal people conflicts. We don't really have normal in this house. So <laughs> it's just, it's frustrating that that part, but as far as bringing us as a unit and a family closer, I would definitely say it has. Yeah. And like, I actually been able to spend time with my dad. Like he was usually at work from morning till night. By the time you get home, I would either be in bed or be getting to bed, and he'd he'd be able to take me to school in the morning. But it'd be like I'd see him for maybe like the drive over there, and that'd be it for the rest of the day. So it's it's nice getting to um, hang out with him more, as much as it's a pain sometimes. <laughs> um, but me and my sister, me and my sister, um, so she's always at gymnastics. Um, she's there right after school. And she's recently found the Xbox as a way for her to connect with some of her friends. And usually that was my thing I'd be doing. So <laughs> I've been letting her, or not letting her, she's been playing on the <laughs> Xbox more. And sometimes uh, she'll be like, hey, you wanna play with me? So I'll grab my Switch, we'll play a few games. Um, so that's that's always nice. I mean, we do have our you know sibling, sibling arguments, nothing, <laughs> nothing new with that. Uh, but we have definitely grown closer, uh, so that's nice. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's uh, yeah. I I hear you. There's sometimes the sibling rivalries that happen around here a little bit uh, that are always very very interesting to navigate. And I know that for us in this house, um, some of the ways that we normally communicate um, have gotten better. Some of them have gotten a little bit worse. I know for me. Um, as a parent, I think I've become a little bit more intrusive in my, how are you? No, really, mm -hmm. how are you? And I think I've driven my children insane with that. Yeah. <laughs> how's, that how's communication working for you? <laughs> kind of the same. I, I realize, especially because of what I do, it's a little bit of a job hazard. I'm 20 question girl, right? So it's, right. and then I walk in the door and I've already worked a full day. I go to work at three in the morning and I'm, I'm, John, I get home and he's just waking up and I'm like, well, what are you doing? Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? So I have a bed. Give me a minute to wake up. Did you eat? Uh, so I've been really having to uh, pull back and pay more attention to that for myself and give them the space. Like you want to be in the playroom. That's your, that's the teen space. That's your, your free space. Go in there and then try not to check in too much, but you know, every now and then didn't do your chores or didn't do it, something else. And you can't sit there for 10 hours a day. So, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Is your mom intrusive? Yes. 
<laughs> that was very honest. I feel like I'm on a game show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, oh it's, it's nice to know she cares. <laughs> but sometimes Your it's like I need, I need a little room. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like, I need a little room. I need a little room. But yeah. it's, it's always, there's always a reason. Um, especially when, did you eat anything? Yeah. That's the biggest reason because I don't always eat food, which is kind of bad, but, you know, staying I on have, top of that. I have one of those in my house too, and I'm guilty of the exact same thing. Um, what I've taken to is making sure that I keep stock of the things that I know that they'll reliably eat. Yeah. Until they get bored with it. <laughs> That's yeah. the hard part. Until yeah, they get bored right. with it, and then they don't tell you that they're bored with it, but then you have a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that happened to us with tuna fish. Oh. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of tuna fish right now in case you need some. <laughs> um, I know one of the one of the questions that, that I haven't seen come up yet, but I know that people ask, and it's quite the commentary on social media right now, what are the best family night board games? Uno Attack. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, not really a board it's game. It's not a but, board game, but it's, we have it's, a lot of fun with that. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with that. My dad won't let us leave until he wins a game. <laughs> so we'll be sitting there for a few hours playing until he wins. Competitive uh, much? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have... We, Rumi Cube. Yes. Um, we mm -hmm. don't really play a lot of board games, kind of like alternate board games, I guess. We try, but it's it's hard. Like, we like clue every now and then or oh yeah we have one that we started that's called ice cool someone gave us oh. a while back it's it's a little aggressive but it's actually fun you have to flick these little penguins around a room and collect fish and yeah. you can't sit when you play it you have to stand uh at first it was really frustrating it was like no you're not reading the rules right we're you know it was that kind of banter but that's uh it's a fun game it's trying to find new games, right? Things to, to mix it up. I, like I could play Yahtzee all day long, but. I can't, I can't even <laughs> play one game. Well, so. I'll, I'll, I'll give you our household recommendation of, of a game called Quelf. Q-U-E-L-F. Okay. Quelf. Oh yeah, Quelf is a very interesting game uh, that has different rules, uh, depending on how you play the game. And the cards are actually the rules of, of what you actually have to do. Mm -hmm. And it's a game that, if you've got theater people in your house, that game's for you. Oh, we'll have to try that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Highly recommended. What, Thank you. What challenges um, have been most difficult for you guys to navigate during this time? Hmm. Waking up in the morning yeah. <laughs> on time, uh, being able to, like, how we were talking about earlier, like, stay on a schedule really be able to um, stay in a routine because personally I'm really like bad at that unless I have like an alarm that goes off every hour like you got to do this now you got to do that you got to do this you got to do that so um, really just being able to moderate my time like um, having my own management being able to tell myself no you can't do this no you can't do that you have to do this before you can do that um, I'm like cutting myself off of sugar for the next week. Cause yesterday, yesterday was like my last day of eating like junk food. I had cake for breakfast and oh, a pizza for lunch. You're right. So that wasn't... Did you eat? Yeah. 
uh, and then I was in the car and I was like, I'm not eating any sugar now for like the rest of the week. Um, <laughs> but just really being able to like get outside, get some exercise in has been a challenge because, you know, you're like, oh, I need, I need to exercise, but I don't want to exercise, but I need to, I don't want to. So getting the willpower to be able to do it is really been the struggle. And then how do you feel after you do it? After I feel tired and I'll sleep better at night. I bet. <laughs> My struggle has been trying to just stick with the follow through with the frustration. Like at what point do I lose it? Cause there are days you'll, you know, as a parent where you've had enough and it's like, I just can't take it anymore. You, you need to do something. I can be leaning up to a point, bottom line. I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. I can be your friend, but I, I'm your mom first. Right. So we have to, I have to follow through and I've always been really good about that. And I feel like that's kind of where I've fallen behind because I work a lot and I work in an industry where I'm surrounded by this COVID stuff all the time. And I don't want to, push it on them. I don't want them to hear it all the time. I've got the battle with the TV when I come home with my husband who likes to watch a lot of news because he's not in it like I am. Um, Cause it, it has other side effects. Um, but I find that I just sometimes just get tired and that's, that's my struggle. Like really sticking with it. Say what you mean, say what you mean to mean what you say. It's always been my motto. And I find that right now that's where I struggle because there isn't the structure or the routine or I don't even know what to expect when I walk in the door. It's not like I'm picking him up and take him to soccer practice. Um, yeah. It's I'm going to come home and I don't know what I'm walking into. Are they going to be sitting on that couch and be there for have been there for three hours and still in their pajamas like that? That is the one rule. There's no pajamas all day. We'll, we'll have a pajama day, but no pajamas all day during the week because it's, it's Monday, Friday are my pajama <laughs> days right now. Yeah. Every other day I have to change. I know, I'm the strict mom. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I think along with that comes also that grace to give yourself space uh, mm -hmm. because we're all struggling. I mean, that's one of the very interesting after effects in, in living in the middle of a pandemic. Even though some days it feels like you're doing nothing, that's actually more tiring than going out and doing and being and, and getting that energy out. Um, so very strong kudos to, to you both for, for trying to create and keep structure and, and also keep grace with it. Uh, cause that's, this is hard. This is all new for all of us, right? It really is. There was not a, there was not a handbook that we got that said, Hey, this is the handbook you get for a pandemic. This is how yeah. we manage this. How to live isolated for five months. Yeah. Right. Or however long it's been now. And I can appreciate what you're talking about in terms of the news industry, you know, in healthcare. Um, every other Zoom call I'm on, we're talking about COVID and and exposures and face shields and masking and all of the other incidents, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to realize that for me, um, I'm steeped in this all day long. And when I'm blasting a Zoom meeting, talking about the number of people who are on ventilators uh, this week, there's three teenagers and a husband who are also getting exposed to all of that as well and don't have my context yeah. to know whether or not that's something to be scared of. So that's a very difficult thing to navigate um, when you're in those types of industries. Yeah. I try to shield them. I mean, they, I don't keep the truth from them, but I don't also inundate them with it. It's like, you need to be yeah. smart. You need to make choices and understand the consequences. And although your friends may not be doing that, 
some of our family may not be doing that. That is what we're going to do because this is what it is and this is why. And I just think oversaturation is the problem. And unfortunately for me, I get that, but I've been doing this for a long time and I've learned my own mechanisms to shut it off. It's kind of like being a cop, right? You, you just know that you got home and you leave it behind. Yeah. So, you know, as we, as we start to wrap up, what advice do you have for other families that you've learned, you know, some of those wins and advice that you want to give to, to other families and other youth out there for, for how to cope, not only with COVID, but with everything that's going on right now? Uh, well, for me, I think just time management is key and be able to um, let yourself do other things, like something you thought you couldn't have done. See if there's a way you can do it. Like do family activities and at the same time, like if you're a teenager or younger, you have siblings going like a bike ride, you know, leave, stay at, let your parents stay at home. You guys go outside and have a bike ride or something like that. Uh, and just for parents, like just from something I've seen, they sometimes give your um, kids a little bit more space. They might need it right now. Cause it's like, you're, you're you guys are all together 24 seven you don't get a break from anyone. Um, so like if your kids like wander off, let them stay off for a little bit and then go check on them, make sure they're okay. But like give them, give them that time that they need. They're like their me time. Let them have that time. And yeah, <laughs> that, that's my, that's my advice. I think. Advice. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's really important to keep the communication open learning new ways of communication and finding ways to just mix it up. And um, for, for me personally, like learning how to slow my role has been huge because I am a go, 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 go. I've always been like that. My mom says I came out running, right? But, uh, and this is challenging. This is challenging. There are days I come home and everybody's sitting on the couch watching TV and I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I gotta be doing something and, and learning how to slow my role. And I think it's important because in our society, especially in the States, we don't have that built into our infrastructure to, to learn how to slow down, to learn how to stop. We do vacation, we stop and we go right back in onto that treadmill and we're, we're going and going and going. And I think for our family, that's been huge. And I think, that's when you seize those opportunities to really wrangle in where you might have your flaws, right? And so that communication is really important. It's just refining your communication and learning how to do it where I'm, you know, like you're not nagging, you're not being too pesky, but you're communicating and you're able to talk. I do feel like we as a family have very open communication and that's always been something I'm very proud of. Uh, but it's hard in these times to do that because especially in this world of social media, it's not anything I grew up with. It's not anything most parents grew up with. And um, you, I worry, I worry that they're going to get so into that, that world that you lose them because I've seen it happen. You see it happen with kids all the time. So stay in touch, stay in tune, but know the balance. Yeah. Have your boundaries and know your balance. That was such great advice. I want to thank you, Annette and Dominic, for letting us come into your home, letting us pick your brain, and uh, uh, really for joining us today and sharing so openly about uh, your experiences during this time. Uh, these are difficult, 
things to talk about, and I appreciate your candor. Um, I also want to thank everybody for listening, sending in your questions. If you are looking for help with mental health or other medical advice, please visit providence.org. You can also follow Dr. Henderson, myself, on Instagram at DocRobHenderson. And make sure to follow us on social media at Providence on Twitter, under Providence Health System on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We also have specific resources for youth mental health issues for parents and families at our website, worktobewell.org. That's work, the number two, bewell.org. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and this has been Talk To Be Well. Thanks all. See you next time. <laughs>